in a rainy June evening to podcasters come to you to present a yet another recap if you haven't seen enough of them already but this time we will be discussing Xbox Ubisoft and, and Capcom oh fucking that all right that's it wahoo yay wahoo uh, I just got a lot louder for people. Sorry, move the mic. They're used to it because this is the Gamers Two podcast. <laughs> your weekly, joke. <laughs> <laughs> your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest, uh, like you know, changing the distance of the microphone to our mouth holes or our future weight loss programs. Future weight loss programs, uh, which is basically don't eat. Because this is a flat, fat, fuck Friday. Wow. Broke my brain on that one. Broke it. Um, Yeah, if you have any Also, loss... demonetize us on YouTube in the first two seconds, so... Oh, yeah. I'm doing great. F-bomb in first eight seconds or whatever Yeah, it is. I don't know. Eight minutes, whatever that weird... <laughs> whatever the rules are. I don't abide by them. We don't let the man keep us down. Like this first release. Ooh, segue. Grand Theft Auto Online San Andreas Mercenaries. Threw me for a loop. He said Grand Theft Auto. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, six. Out now. Well, I was thinking more like, what else are they releasing Grand Theft Auto 5 on? Like, you know. Black Desert Online Land of the Morning Light expansion. Dubium for the PC. Doobies. Undawn for the PC. Uh, WWE 2K23 Race to NXT Pack DLC. Uh, Crime Boss Rocky City for the PlayStation and Xbox. Remember when that debuted during a, a Game Award thing that was so awkward and weird? God. And it's got like a million actors in it, and I was immediately like, wow, this is going to tank. And one Nick Cage cameo in Dead by Daylight blew it out of the water. Well, you know. Nick Cage. Number seven, Fall of Porcupine for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number eight, Layers of Fear for the PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. And number nine, Park Beyond for the PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. Is that, uh, are you designing parks or? Is that In the what? Beyond. In the Beyond? Park Beyond. Park, are you parking? Your... Further away. Yeah. There's only one way to find out, Matt. Is to check the game out. You're damn right. Guess what I'm not going to do. And I am only here to provide speculative answers without any source of knowledge. I mean, that's, some, what, we're, that's what we're best those, at. Some call those opinions. <laughs> Others call those wrong. I like to call them hypotheses. Mm, that's true. And if we use the scientific method, I will test it seven times at least throughout this podcast. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, uh, this is going to get confusing. Um, How is this going to get confusing? Well, my brain. Bad brain. Oh, all right. I have trouble. You want, do you want me to do number one? Do you want to be number one? I want you to do number one because we're going to do it in reverse. Yeah. We're starting with some short stories. I mean, this is a wreck because uh, first off, some of these aren't really short. All right, that's the first problem here. It's also true. Number six is a whole fucking story on its own. <laughs> but I started 
I started, you know, a trend when I was doing this, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna send it. So number one, Crafton uh, has announced the opening of a new studio called Relu Games or Relu Games. Relu's debut title will be Funda AI Puzzle, <clears throat> which will feature AI generated puzzles that the studio promises will deliver and quote, highly individualized experience, end quote, thanks to the use of deep learning tech. I like the name Funda. 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 Um, it's like a, the American Gladiator we never had. Uh, American Gladiator. Here's steel and tank and Funda. Yeah. Uh they, it's, it always makes me laugh that they tried to bring American Gladiator back. Yeah. When you know what the first American Gladiators like went through. Just roided out of their minds. Oh, yeah. Painkiller galore. I mean, I think that was the problem with the the re, the re rehash of it. It didn't have enough roids. Well, that's the problem with uh, Slam Balls coming back. Slam Balls coming back. You know where that is, right? No. That trampoline basketball bullshit where they were able to slam each other. Yeah. They were supposed to be bringing that back too. Do you remember when they did the whole roller derby thing on like Spike TV? I know somebody that roller derby. Yeah, but like. Not on Spike TV, I think, but. They had, they like had like a roller derby league on Spike TV. That sounds about right though for Spike. I mean, Spike had MXC. Yeah. The greatest competition show in our age. Yep. Oh, man. The things, the things we come up with to entertain ourselves. Don't get eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> that show was nuts. Vic Romano and Kenny Blankenship. Wow. Over to you, Yi. <laughs> oh, hello. You're doing, <laughs> doing the fucking weird interviews and shit. I don't know. Like, was that? <sighs> it was Takeshi's Castle that got redubbed. Yeah, I know. And I'm just trying to like. Racist? Yeah. Right? Or no? I don't know. Characters of it probably, but they were just they were nor- they were deep voiced in quotes American dudes just doing American voices. Yeah. Gee was the one that was the closest to being racist. Or I'd like actually, to see like Gee and the some of the contestants. I'm assuming what they were saying on the original show was also ridiculous. Oh, I'm assuming it was horribly ridiculous, but I'd like I'd to want to see it translated. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I'd like to see a translation of it. But anyways, it's getting old, <laughs> dude. I used to. I could find them on YouTube, mm-hmm. like their twenty-eight minute episodes or whatever, and I just throw them on and like fall asleep. Yeah, it was the greatest of. Oh, and here comes Sandy. Sure, her boy was on something. You know, some some dumb made up fact, and then she dived through the cesspool or whatever they were calling the, the obstacle thing. <laughs> Oh, looks like she broke her back. That's going to be terrible, Ken. <laughs> That's really going to hurt her chances. <laughs> the most vicious endings. Uh. Anyway, let's talk about number two. Uh, Diablo Immortal made $525 million during its first year. How? Anyway. I mean, that's the thing I've noticed. Um, and people are starting to pick up on it, too. Like, the whole Reddit blackout thing. What does it actually do? You know what I mean? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Like, they know you're going to buy shit, and they know you're going to, like, fall in line eventually. Like, And even if it's not going to be you, it'll be your neighbor. Yeah. It'll be someone else, because the vocal... It's like communism. It is. 
The vocal minority. Got- <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch, but do you remember all like the horrible like Red Scare ads? Yeah. They yeah. could be everywhere. You don't know who they are. It could mm-hmm. be your neighbor. Like all that type of stuff. It's the same thing, but mobile purchases. Yeah. Exactly. We need some McCarthyism for mobile. There you go. Um, America activated <laughs> McCarthyism. Uh, all right. Twitch has introduced a 70-30 revenue split in its new Partner Plus program. Streamers who match the criteria will benefit from a 70% share of their net subscription revenue up to $100,000 annually, after which it will revert back to a 50-50 split. And there's a whole other slew of stipulations. There's a lot of like conditions need to be yeah, legalese needs to be written. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. If you're curious, check it out and then just vomit and disgust at corporate America communism. <laughs> I mean, you can put your fist up and then look at me and go, yeah, communism. communism. When I used it as a bad thing two uh, seconds ago. Listen, we're, we don't judge here, all right? Real kink shame. Matt's out here. <laughs> Remove the servers from Twitch headquarters. Put them in the back of the hands of the people. <laughs> uh, we don't kink shame here, okay? That's a kink? You don't know, maybe. But yeah, apparently also... The, yeah, rub talk... that sickle on that. What? Go ahead. There, there's, talk, <laughs> there's, there's talk that the uh, that like gifted subs don't count to that 350, and it has to be genuine ones or whatever, yeah, so... Yeah. I read that uh, gifted subs and Twitch Prime subs don't con- don't count to the 350 sub threshold you have to hit, which is like bullshit. It is. It's the but whole I'm thing's curious. bullshit. I'm curious because I'm not going to do this math, but somebody else could do it, right? Yeah. Would it make sense then to get if you were a streamer that was big enough? Yeah. Like to 200 subs, so like getting another 150 is like doubling your performance almost, right? Yeah. Would it make sense? Would it be financially responsible to gift yourself the extra one hundred and fifty to cross? Like, is that I'm thinking like mathematically? If this is a three fifty thing, is that yeah, but, thing I cannot get? So how does that work? Because gifted subs wouldn't count. I'm saying, but if is is that the reason? Think of, oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of it like if you oh, gave I get what you're saying. hundred and fifty sub or hundred fifty one subs to trip the barrier. How long would you have to keep those subs up in a 70-30% split over the rest of the year to earn back your initial upfront cost plus profit? My thing is, is why do they care if it's a gifted sub or not? It's the same amount of money, right? To them? Yeah. Then who the fuck cares? But that... Well, I guess it's 70-30. It's not the same amount of money to them at that point, but... But I it's just the don't same cost. But you yeah, know. I just don't get the the whole like. But I'm curious if you if you did that. Does is there a math number where it says eventually it is worth it outright to if if gifted subs were allowed, would it be worth it to outright pay yourself that number? Immediately lock yourself in for yeah, seventy thirty for to a get year like a bigger slice of the pie to then eventually end up with more money. I'm just saying, if you give me a little upfront cost, I can take that money and Bernie made off with it <laughs> and give you more. We really need some competition in the internet landscape. Man. Speaking of that, Kick has now paid XQC $100 million. Matt doesn't know what any of those words mean, but good news is there's at least a kind of other streaming platform that's not YouTube or Twitch. 
we need a successful streaming platform and we need a successful alternative to YouTube. We need internet too. You know what? I'm a firm believer in this. We just need to hit the reset button on Earth and just like Oh yeah, well that's a yeah, I mean that's a whole you know, the simulation's broken, let's just yeah. move on. I'm just saying we need to pull Shut it down. We need to pull a Char Asnable from Mobile Suit Gundam, drop an asteroid on this bitch, take out all the people on Earth, make the Earth unhabitable, and then like let it let it do its thing, let it reset, let's do its thing. We'll we'll go live in a colony somewhere. Fuck that colony up, because that's all we're good at. Anyways. Can I just Thanos snap? I mean, if you got a gauntlet with a bunch of infinity stones on it, by all means, when you snap, make sure you take me. All right? Oh, okay. You don't want to be in the remaining part. Yeah. I'm sick of life is pain, Jerry. Okay. Good reference. Nobody knows Kramer like Kramer knows a Kramer. Number four. Studios owned by Microsoft are no longer developing for Xbox One, instead focusing on current gen only. Games developed for current gen will be playable on previous gen via Xbox's cloud streaming service. And the funny thing when you really think about it is Xbox One X is considered an Xbox One, but is more powerful than the Series S. I guess that is confusing because they did reuse the Xbox One name. The Series are good. They're safe. That's what's current gen. Or as Xbox refers to it, Gen 9. We're counting? Apparently they count. I didn't know that. They referred to the series as Gen 9, and then the Xbox One's Gen 8. What was 7? That's a lot. That's those, those are high numbers. Okay. <laughs> so there's the I'm Xbox. There's the Xbox 360. Yep. There's the Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm confused. We're two chimpanzees in a cage learning how to count on our fingers, just naming things, and then just staring at our hand when it doesn't equal seven. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know. Anyways, uh, three years after leaving Rockstar Games, Dan Hauser has resurfaced with a new operation in Absurd Ventures. Hauser is looking to have Absurd Ventures write stories for video games, live action shows, animation, books. Graphic novels and scripted podcasts. For the record, that's the name of the company. Yes. Absurd Ventures. <laughs> Not that he's just going to try to have absurd ventures in these things. Well, the company is based in Santa Monica, California, and carries the tagline Finally, an American institution everyone can hate. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Because what do they mean, finally? I, I Yeah. Don't that we, was the part that have, threw me off the most. I'm of like. Those? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure no one likes any institution right now. Number six, Embracer has announced a restructuring program, which will lead to studio closures. To that end, Embracer has made some key changes to its executive management team. Saber Interactive CEO Matthew Karch is stepping down from his position and as a board member for Embracer Group to become interim chief operating officer. Saber Interactive COO Andre Iones. Sure. We'll take over for Rum Karch. Meanwhile, Phil Rogers has been appointed interim chief strategy officer. He will retain his position as CEO of Crystal Dynamics Eidos. Embracer. Do an embracer thing. I like that this one's down here, by the way. Yeah. It's a long one. No, the next one. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, here's a few filler stories, and then the <laughs> uh, Diablo Four made over six hundred and sixty-six million dollars in global sell-through in five days. Should have been six days. I know that would have been good. Um, so I was on this uh, website for the Satanic Temple today, and uh, I was I'm listening. <laughs> I was looking at their their charitable um, uh, what they called it. The they're they're like charitable uh they have tax board. write-offs. Not their tax write-offs, like they're the the charitable things that they participate in. Oh, okay. And I really appreciate some of their taglines. I'm gonna pull them up real quick. What, what? Some of the taglines of the satanic church or of the charitable things they participate in. They're they're uh or their taglines about the charitable things they participate in. That that's it okay. right there. Boom, nailed it. Sorry, I'll, it's I'll take, take a, a plus B and equal C and we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Advocacy, ongoing campaigns. This is about to send you, because it's about to be based, probably. Which is the uh, weird thing. All right, that's not it. That's not, where, where, where was I? You tell me you don't have the Satanic Temple bookmarked? Come on. What the fuck? I'm going to have trouble finding it now. You continue going. I got I to... Gotta... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. All right, former Star Wars thirteen thirteen director Dominic Robiliard has joined Amy Hennig's Skydance team working on a new Star Wars game. Of course, Amy Amy Hennig has another Star Wars game, and of course, the guy from thirteen thirteen is going to be involved. Yeah, I saw this, and I was like. Uh... I'm interested, but what is this game that we haven't heard about anything about and know literally nothing about? Yeah, that's, that's basically where I was at, and then it was just, oh, and of course it's the 1313 person, the other canceled game, out of motive. Like, <sighs> the U.S. Federal Trade Commission has been granted a temporary restraining order against Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This means the deal is now officially on hold until the courts can rule on the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction against the closure of the deal, which is itself a temporary measure aimed at halting the deal until the FTC's legal challenge against the acquisition is completed. So basically, hey, the FTC's playing dirty because they're getting bribed by Sony. Yeah, uh, what the fuck on this one? I'm so over this whole... Getting real pissed over here because I can't find what I'm looking for. You're you're over a lot of things. <laughs> Just ah, here we go. All right, here we go. Back to the Satanic Temple. Journey to the Satanic Temple, <laughs> the new Indiana Jones movie. The first one's called Men Straighten with Satan. Men, is, is that the name of their like? Acti- like is that the activity? Like what? What do we call these? It's like, a charitable the- drive in the collection of sanitary supplies to be distributed to women's shelters. Oh, okay. All right, I, I, I get what they're going for. We're going with clever names and then useful function. <laughs> got it. Veterans assistance. Satan's got your six. Parentheses six six. Ah, uh, all right, nice, nice. And that's obviously for veterans, and those are my two favorites. Oh, you you did this entire thing for two. Yeah. Are there any, at least another one? There's other ones, but they're not as fun. It's like sock drives and stuff. It's just called sock drive? That's not entertaining at all. 
So what I what I it was Satan though. The reason <laughs> that's a and guild, it's like that's a guild name. It is. It's <laughs> so a, good. It's a wild guild name right there. <laughs> Menstruating with Satan. Uh, I went on the also, site. Satan has your six. They're both guild names. <laughs> They're good. Um, <laughs> I went on there because I was looking for a flag. I wanted to get a, a satanic flag, and then I also wanted to get a pride flag. Just to like piss everyone off in oh, the neighborhood. Oh, you just really wanted to go for it. And then I found a satanic pride temple flag. pride flag. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this would be great. Cause we've had a, we've been, we have a lot of Trump people around us, first off. But also, well, I think this entire upper area of the state, but yeah. Yeah. Also, we have a lot of like religious people that are always soliciting. So it's, oh, like, those are always great. Yeah. Anyways, back to the news. <laughs> Enough of my problems. It's just like a gay reaper. <laughs> it's there's they have a bunch of them. They have a bunch. If you of really them. think about it, would it be if they just basically recolored Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat to be Satan? It'd be pretty close. Um, Everybody forgets that movie exists. He's got the pride flag around him constantly. Yeah. <sighs> We do. We don't need to get into it. Yeah, it's not gonna. It won't end pretty for us. No. All right, where were we? Okay. Um, <clears throat> number ten. According to an ex respawn dev, respawn canceled Titanfall three, not EA, and they did. Te- they didn't tell EA for six months until they had a working demo of Apex Legends. I like the bold move of like we're just not. It's almost like we're not negotiating. I like, like it. I mean, I'm wondering if it is this how you handle EA? You just, you just you, do you, you just, just strong power, arm power, Not even strong arm. You just assert dominance yeah, immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you want us to do? Uh, no. I wonder if they went in there and just were like, "This is uh, where are we supposed to look at another game?" Is this it it would be game? great if they called them in to show Apex or to show Titanfall three. And they all get in the meeting, and they go, all right, so how's the progress on Titanfall 3? And they all go, what are you talking about? <laughs> they go, well, the game that we hired you to make up. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I definitely have in your contract where it says, like, you guys were working on Titanfall 3. And you're like, yeah, we canceled it. Why'd you cancel it? Sucked. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> but, but, like, I'm paying you because that was an award. I bought you for that franchise. I made you purposely tank Titanfall 2 sales so I could get you to make a good one. <laughs> And I get full revenue. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I'm gonna make a free to play game. Fuck you. Uh, Take your sales and shove them up your ass. <laughs> Why do you? You still work here? Yeah, I'm gonna fire you. I, you know, I fire you instead. <laughs> I hate your job now. You out on the street. I have got here. And by the way, I want to take over these studios over here and run these ones. Yeah, and my and my boss Vince not in this room right now. That's how powerful this move is. <laughs> He's not even here to back me up. But by the way, he's bringing back Medal of Honor on VR. Why the fuck is that? Isn't he supposed to be running your studio? No. <laughs> he's ascended. It's just like the most the, the weirdest boardroom meeting there ever was. Andrew House just in the corner like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> no one's ever done this before. <laughs> but I kind of like it. <laughs> Because in the worst case, we can just say if Apex sucks, they did what we didn't. We told them not to do it, and they did it. Plausible deniability. 
EA basically looking like Homelander doing the <laughs> the walk around when he realizes people are cheering him on. Where he's, like, he's like, it's not, it's not our fault. <laughs> we didn't make a terrible gaming decision. It's weird. Uh. Hey, remember how Blizzard canceled Overwatch 2's hero missions? Well, now they are releasing three story missions, but you'll have to pay $15 for them via their invasion bundle. It's an invasion into your wallet. Buy Left 4 Dead 2 for $10. All right. I support this message. I support this, but with the acknowledgement <laughs> that Left 4 Dead 2 is, you're going to need to have friends. Yeah. Which, you know. That's not happening. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you don't have friends if you listen to this. That's fair. That's you true. You have friends if you create this. It's weird. Uh, too real. Um, <laughs> Both of us in the same room staring at each other. All right. Number 12. Microsoft and People Can Fly has signed a deal for a new Xbox game. In a regulatory release, the Polish studio said codename Project Maverick will be fully funded by IP owner Microsoft and will have a 30 to $50 million budget. People Can Fly are known for Gears of War Judgment, Bulletstorm, and, more, and most recently Outriders. So you want to know the funny thing about this is? Yes. What did I ask you two about like a week ago? Outriders. You guys remember Outriders? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. There you go. New game. There it is. I, again, I speak things into existence. And now <clears throat> Microsoft's getting to that second party uh, goodness. Dipping the toes. Mm-hmm. Or dipping. Dipping dots. It's okay. It's okay. Make sure. It's okay. Sony has announced plans to roll out cloud streaming for PlayStation 5 games. The feature, which is currently being tested, will be offered as an additional benefit for PlayStation Plus premium subscribers, or as it's known in the industry, the Triple P. You the Triple P. You a 3P? You a PlayStation Plus Premium member? Yeah, I 3P. You a 3P member? Got three streams? <laughs> <laughs> On bad days. Fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as, as per Sony fashion, uh, too little, too late. But it's not even just too little, too late. It can still be a good thing and, and like, succeed. Mm-hmm. But it needs to not be what PlayStation, what one was or not one. What was it? Live. I fucking I'm losing my mind. PlayStation Home. No. no. PlayStation now. Live. PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now. No, they need to bring back PlayStation Home. Uh, we brought that up when they did the whole weird Avatar trophy case thing. Oh yeah, that's right. That was again Matt and I's idea. You're welcome for a multi million dollar solution. But the PlayStation Now like runs like dog shit. So okay, you're doing this, but like this needs to not run like dog shit. Because place it's one thing to do it on now with like older games where you can yeah. kind of get away with it, but you can't have God of War running like dog shit. Yeah, I don't know. I have no faith in then their ability to um make anything good. As far as, you know, services. Um what do you want to cover? How do you want to handle this situation? Capcom, Ubisoft, Xbox. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
to everybody else listening. No fucking idea. Just listed them out. All right, I'm taking Capcom. All right, here's our little recap. Here's all the announcements of the Capcom Showcase 2023. Uh, Kinitsu Gami. Is that how you say that? I don't even know. Path of the Goddess. Oh, this is the flower one. Which was revealed at the uh, game Xbox Game Showcase that you don't know exists because we haven't talked about it yet. That's true. Um, did you... What did you think of this one? I'm kind of indifferent. No. Capcom doesn't have like a a soft spot by me anymore. And I think the funniest thing is actually something you're probably about to mention. Uh, and that's the whole pragmatic thing. Um, I'm assuming this isn't in order, so. All right. Mega Man X Dive Offline. No idea. Hey, are you a Mega Man? Hey, did you want more Mega oh, Man? Oh, it's a mobile game. Hey, do you like mobile Mega Man? Coming in 2023 to Steam, iOS, and Android. Oh, so it'll be on Steam. So I to play characters. Okay. All right. Some sort of fighting game? I don't know. Anyways. This this is the problem where I was I was relying on Matt to be able to do this and me not have to look at the Capcom thing, so I only opened my page. And now Listen, I have to look. I did you watch Capcom? No, I didn't fucking watch Capcom. I didn't watch it either. Okay. Um Oh, now I remember the path of the goddess one. So I'm gonna cycle back. Yeah, that's fine. I needed I needed images. Uh I was out, but I was intrigued, but I was out. Because I, it's not, it doesn't look like my style of game. I agree, but it looked artsy enough where I was like, I don't know, man. Game Pass, I might give it a shot. It might get a download, a quick t- thirty minutes, and be like, eh, test the waters. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what the combat is like. If it's if it feels nice, like you know, like Ghost of Tsushima and stuff. Like, like not like it, but feels as as good as it. I don't think it's gonna be as open world as that. So yeah. Probably not. Uh, Street Fighter Six was shown. Obviously, that's theirs. Hey, that just came out. It looks pretty. I don't know. Have it, is, I'm assuming good things have been said about it. Yeah, uh, good things have been said. I played the demo. I remember that I don't like fighting games. Like I, that, I not that I don't like them. I remember that I suck at fighting games. Uh, so that saved me seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. That's demos, fair. Demos are good. Demos are good. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake VR. Fully playable uh, place inside PlayStation VR 2. And it's going to be a free update. But no release date. I'm pumped for this. Because it actually looks good. My, I, I'm not going to play it. But it looks good. Someone, thank the maker. Someone is, is fucking cracking really hard in the PSVR 2. Praise Satan. Praise Satan. Um, uh, what were they working on next? I think they were working on the fuck was it? I don't remember. Maybe they were trying to get the cameras working or something, but someone is deep into getting the PSVR two to work on PC, which is always a good thing. I just like that. That's their thing. Yeah. Like like I picture them not having a, a normal day job and then just doing that. The people who reverse engineer, I don't know like how they have the patience for it. Like it's, that and the like the the knowledge set you need to reverse engineer like one 
thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. one field is like insane to me. Well, you basically need roughly the ability to make it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you need to you need to basically like know how to make it. And be like, oh well, you know, if it was me, I would have done this. Boop, 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 boop. Yup, nailed it. <laughs> just picture you just literally just in your boxes of your house, just I right, do it this way. Hey, it worked. I am a god. <laughs> no one around, no one understand what you're talking about. Just yeah. someone in your head, you fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, Next door neighbor, nerd. We can all hear you. Windows open. <laughs> Uh, next up is Pragmata, which was announcing a delay, apparently. Yes. To an undisclosed date. Yep. The trailer is relatively short. It's pretty. It's a pretty trailer, like high res. And Actual everything. gameplay as well. But then they, there's like the fighting happening with the dude in the space suit and the little girl's there and the little girl has a note. And the note, the she's like writing something or reading it. I can't remember. Uh, but then the spacesuit dude picks her up after the fighting. And it's like, hey, we got to go. And they yes, start running do. away and she drops the note. And then the camera pans over the note. And it just says like 2020 or 2020, whatever is big access through it. And then like to an arrow that doesn't resemble any date. And then it just, I think, says like, sorry or something. And it's like, why was this here? Like, man, that feels bad. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I if it's in there, but um, there was a lot of interviews when we get to Xbox Game Studios. Uh, good old Matt Booty and uh, Booty. Phil Spencer did a, a lot of interviews, and the whole idea of development cycles of games came up. Yeah, they, I saw some of that. Yeah, they basically said that like. People need to realize that four to six years is now the new like standard for a uh, time it takes for a game to develop. Which which I agree with them. That's yeah. fine. But you want to know what I don't want you to then do. Announce your game six years early. Yeah. Metroid Prime four. Oh yeah. Six, seven years, right? Yeah. All right, next up is Ghost Trick De- Phantom Detective. It's a remaster of um from the creator of Ace Attorney. Speaking of Ace Attorney. Yeah, speaking of Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy. By the way, uh, Phantom Detective is coming June 30th. And Ace Attorney, um, the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy is going to be out early 2024 with three titles. Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Dual Destinies. And then Phoenix Race Ace Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice. You guys gotta chill with the names. Objection. Okay. That's an ace attorney joke. Is it that is an ace attorney joke? Objection. Detective Gumshoe. Sure. I've never played an ace attorney game. Neither have I. I just have the I'm burdened with the knowledge. Of things, whatever Capcom Town is was uh, was launched to celebrate the company's 40th anniversary. Some sort of special website. Hey, we're showing things off. Cool. Um, Exo Primal. 
really soon, I guess. I don't know. Yep. June 16th? I don't know. Oh, that's the open beta. Open beta is June 16th to the 18th. Yep, that's the one that had the uh, Robo Street Fighter st- crossover yep. from the Xbox one. And it's coming out July 14th. Right around the corner. And then Dragon's Dogma 2. The same one during the PlayStation Showcase. Yes. And that's all I got on this list. I don't know if there was more. Dragon's Dogma 2, I'm interested to see what it comes out of. Or like how, how it ends up shaping out. It's a pretty big franchise. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty, but it's not my. It, it's JRPG. It's not. Yeah. It's not a me thing. So I'm just curious to see what ends up happening. You'll find that he's saying, you know, the game's not for me. That basically sums up this entire current Podcast. season of Podcast. <laughs> of video games for me. You know, video games just aren't for me anymore. That's true. I'm a spectator. Yeah, it's a spectator sport for you. Yep, spectator sport, um, you know, and I, I'm an armchair critic. I don't play it, but I'll criticize it. He's never said anything more right. <laughs> Listen, clock's right twice a day. Yeah. And I'm right once a day. And take a guess who the other one is, me. <laughs> <laughs> He's right the one time, and I'm right the other one. We're two halves of a whole clock. <laughs> Broken clock. <laughs> Very broken. Uh, but that means we get to move to Ubisoft. And oh, Ubisoft. Oh. Always always guaranteed you, to deliver. So did you watch the Ubisoft conference before I get into it? I watched probably... Could you make it through all of it? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think I made it through two-thirds of it, and I was like, I, just, I can't fucking do this anymore. It was... Which is sad. Because the best thing was at the fucking end. That's true. It it was very cringy. Is kind of not right. Yeah, it was but like it's kind of accurate. It's like one part cringy, one part awkward. Like yeah, one, so I don't know. I think there's a couple things at play. I'm pretty sure. You know how the go ahead. You know how like we watch the Devolver Digital. <laughs> showcases and they're hilarious because they're kind of picking on the concept of a showcase well devolver digital's entire thing is to just spit on the industry it exists in yes they i think are solely picking on ubisoft at this point yes they 100 percent picked on ubisoft because if you look at the two showcases (laughs) yes it's really weird (laughs) but the devolver predicting the future out here yeah the Thing with the Ubisoft one, and I'm not 100% positive on this, but I believe this was true years ago, so I'm assuming it's true now as well. Of course, they have executives in the off, in the crowd. Like, you saw Yuki Wong, you saw Phil Spencer was mm-hmm. in the crowd, and you saw a couple other people. I'm almost also positive that they have their employees in the crowd. So it's people that, like, worked on those games. So when their game gets announced, that's where you yeah you, you hear yelling. more cheering than anywhere else. You heard more cheering there than you heard during Game Fest. Yeah, we um, I think that's true because it if I remember correctly, it started while we were still at work. Yeah, and I remember it used talking. To be a thing that they specifically called out like we invited yeah people from the teams. Yeah, yeah, I remember a coworker and I were talking about how like we we. We were like, oh, these, this is probably all employees based solely on the reactions. Yeah. Uh, 
so there was that part of it, but then there was also just weird production design decisions that they made for a live stream. I'm I'm thinking specifically of uh, the Prince of Persia show, and I'm going to go through this list here in a second. But specifically, the Prince of Persia showing mm-hmm. that they bring out the guy to talk about it, then they start showing like the gameplay and stuff behind him. But then rather than for the audience at home, just cut to the gameplay and let him to continue to talk over it, either in a small like picture in picture or not, not him at all, because he's not relevant to the screen. Yeah. They keep cutting to him to a full shot of just his face instead of the game. And I'm like, no one get, why is that your production cut? But I think that's again, Eve Guimont getting a little too happy. Not that he's having the direct, obviously he's not the one sitting there directing the camera. But I'm gonna pretend like he is. That's fair. It's not Eve directing the camera, going, "Oh, we gotta make sure we make this real, like, personal," because everybody really cares about the people behind the games. And I understand what he means when he does stuff like that, which is why you have the devs come out and do things, and not Eve's not up there introducing every individual game. Mm-hmm. But you can still have him do that and do it in person, but then not show the audience at home this weird. Just put him picture in picture in the corner. You don't take away from what you're showing. It didn't make sense to me. Anyway. Yeah, uh, the Prince of Persia one. There was another one too. There, it was almost all of them did that. There was like they were like really awkward. Yeah, camera framing was awkward, and then like X Defiant was a little weird. Yeah, the way they were talking was kind of awkward. The one that really did it. Yeah. Oh, you want to see the gameplay? And it was like, why are we doing? That's the one that made me leave. But they're also also French. That's part of part of it. Just yeah, I got to remember they're French. Yeah, I got to Mirage and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So let's let's start with the banger. There's always the number one thing we have to start with if it's an Ubisoft conference. The new Just Dance 2024. Mm -hmm. And everybody on stage dancing. Dance number. Really confusing every time they do a dance number. Almost more confusing in this stage setting versus their previous ones because in their previous ones they were in like full theaters. So they could kind of up the production value a little bit, and they had like people in the aisles before and whatever. This was closer to like you were watching your little sister at a small theater do a dance recital, and it was confusing. And I feel like they didn't really talk about the game after the dance number either. Do they need to? No, but it still makes it just more weird. Yeah, yeah. Like we're just opening with a dance number. It, the only thing would have been worse if they if all the dancers like put their hands up as a, a final pose and yelled "Just Dance 2024." That's the only thing that would have made it worse. God, yeah, that would have been terrible. <laughs> That's the only thing that would have been worse. But it's going to be an Olympic esport. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> Then we got to Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Supposed to be released, you know, with, they spent, with the movie, but... They hey, spent a lot of time on this. We spent a lot of time talking about Blue People Far Cry. Yeah. It is... I'm 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 really satisfied with that because I was like, oh my god, this is Far Cry. And what did it for me was there's, this, there's a point where um, they're going on to a base or something like that, and one of the Navi rips open what is clearly an alarm box and yanks out a bunch of wires. Yeah. And I was like, that's the fucking animation from Far Cry. And then I went, I don't know, someone else said something. I can't remember who it was. was James it, Cameron? Was it? No, like Dewey had said something or oh, someone wow. had responded. And then like the, I was randomly went on Twitter and I saw a couple posts where people were like, this is, you know, this it's is Far Cry. Far Cry. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not, I'm not. And the funny thing, I still got it. The funny thing with that, yeah, your armchair is intact. You got a sturdy armchair. Yeah, I got got extra padding on my armrest. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's, there's a couple things that were alarming. One is that. The second one is, did they, is this going to be a better for right now? What I mean by that is, Sure, they're going to use the same animations and like gameplay mechanic loops and stuff like that because it makes sense. Yeah, I I get that. It does make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a cop out and a little cheap, but like I get it. Yeah. What I don't like the thought of tinfoil hat in my head is that Far Cry Six sucks story wise and written wise because they fucking abandoned it to write this shit. Oh, this is by far going to be the best Far Cry game that's come out in, since like three. I don't know about that. Four and five were really good for me, writing yeah. wise. I really I'm just liked, saying as a whole. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really like those villains. But like they had, uh, oh my God, I'm going to not remember his name. Which one? Esposito. Oh, uh, I don't know what his name was. Not the, not the villain, but the actor. Oh, yeah. They had him come in to be a villain, and he's very good at being a villain. And then they just butchered all of the writing of that entire story. That game was so bad that I didn't finish it. Yeah. And I really generally liked Far Cry games. And so now it's like, did you sandbag that? Because you right before that came out, they announced this. So mm-hmm. did they have the quick pivot where they wanted to put finishing touches on it and then didn't and then instead moved into this? And so this will actually be the good tell? That'll be really annoying for me. Um, but that being said, do you want to know the other part that was really cringy about this? What's that? It's coming out December 7th of this year. Not the cringy part. The cringy part. Actually, that's hysterical now that I think about it. That's actually fucking hysterical. Yeah. This is going to be a day that lives in infamy. The- I, was, <laughs> I was wondering if they did that on purpose. I'm like, is there going to be some weird, like, weird thing? Pearl Harbor reference? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or I guess technically it's the bombing of Hawaii. But you know what I mean? Uh, actually, that probably will be. A, there will be a direct tie in. I would almost put money on it. The, or at least an allegory. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing and like the weirder thing is James Cameron introduced himself at one point as Jim. I'm almost positive. He said Hey, it's Jim it's, Cameron. It's no, it's Jim here or something like that. Or somebody else called him Jim. And I was just like, no one has called that man Jim in thirty years. Who's <laughs> doing that? Who what are we going? Oh, hey, Jimmy Cameron. I stopped Jimmy Cameron, you make that big movie? You making all seven of them or whatever? Fucking! I stopped listening when James Cameron came on. Uh, why was See? he? You didn't call him Jim. <laughs> why was he there? He was telling you about how he's going to take you further into the world. That's yeah, fucking weird. Anyway, then we move on to X Defiant. X Defiant, having existed in a, a while, showed a bunch of closed beta reactions from pro FPS players and streamers. Uh, we're going to have an open session from June 21st coming up to the 22nd on PC, PS5, and Xbox. So you can uh, yell at them and give them feedback. They won't listen to. The game will have preseason 14 maps, 5 factions, 5 modes, and 24 weapons. And the roadmap presented for year 1 adds 4 new factions, 12 new maps, and new weapons. So hey, there's stuff. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. We got the commentated gameplay. That's the weird stuff we talked about earlier. So, hey, if you wanted to see what the gameplay looked like for Prince of Persia, there you go. It will be out on January 18th, 2024 for Xbox One, Series, PlayStation 4, 5, Switch, and PC. Then, oh, then we got to this part. This part confused. I completely forgot about this. 
I'm so, I completely forgot about this. We announced Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. That was a fucking shit show, dude. Adi, Adi uh, Shankar, the producer of the Castlevania anime on Netflix, appeared on stage to announce the second anime produced by Ubisoft, which will be released later this year. And that was unbelievably so awkward. Why was he allowed to do that? Why were they not allowed to just have Eve come out and say, we've done this and we've partnered with yada yada to make it? I don't know. I feel like it's what gotten was... to the point where Ubisoft is like really just like the tryhard kid. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're showing up to science fair with like missiles and you're like, yeah, dude, like totally unnecessary. I got a cup of dirt. It's awkward. All right. Like, please leave. It's a, it's a <laughs> cup of dirt. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you tell us about it, Brian? Yeah, it's a cup of dirt. It's my Brian Regan impersonation. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> he what suit? What was he wearing? Some supposed to be. I think he was Far supposed Cry, to be Blood yeah dragon esque. I think so. Except it looked like he was wearing just a green night vision visor LED thing. I fucking what the hell was? I I don't know what was happening. I still also don't know what the show looks like or anything else because it was so ridiculous. The Division Resurgence. Hey, there's a new animated trailer for a mobile game that you might play. The Division game we don't care about. And then it got more awkward because we had Skull and Bones. And Skull and Bones, Matt, if you were to remember, we had the band Home Free take the stage to perform the Skull and Bones theme. Yep. I skipped that. And Open Beta will be available at the end of August. Almost a year to the date of when they were going to release the game. Would you like to know the, the third time? <laughs> uh, what the budget is for this game at this point, or what it started at? <laughs> um, I don't know, but some someone a dev how, how a dev from do you think they are a dev said that the budget was one hundred and twenty million plus. What do you think they meant to start at? Like fifty for a budget? Yeah, I bet they assumed one twenty million. Total, total, like marketing and everything. The Outsiders team were just told thirty to fifty million as a budget, and you think Skull and Bones from Ubisoft was including marketing was given one hundred and twenty, including marketing, because the Microsoft deal. I'm assuming this assumption, so you know what they say about assuming. I'm assuming the mic that Microsoft deal. They're just talking about development costs. What do you think? Because Microsoft will market the will market it. What money do you think Beyond Good and Evil Two has? As not shown in this showcase. Well, first off, let's think about this for a second. Because, like, Ubisoft, I'm assuming up till recently, probably had a good chunk of money. And could in, could invest a hundred hundred million into multiple games. Sure. I agree. I'm assuming that's not the case anymore because they blew it all on shit that isn't out. Like Skull and Bones, Beyond Good and Evil 2. On Skull and Bones, the game. Prince of Persia remake. Skull and Bones, the show. Skull and Bones, the theme song for both the show and the and the game. I saw the Skull and Bones thing come up, and then I saw the band, and I wasn't at this point when I was watching the show. I wasn't live. I was like back, yeah, yeah. and I was like oh, skip, 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 skip. Then I saw the thing for like open beta, and I scrolled back because I'm like, did I miss something? And then I scrolled back, and I was like, oh no, it's just literally a band playing, and then they saying open beta, and that was it. Yeah, and I was oh, like, yeah. they, they, I was like, I guess that they could have been worse. I saw the band come out, and I was like, I'm, I'm confused. What are we? We're just showing the band. 
Okay. All right. They're going to do a Skull and Bones, like, haha pirate song. Oh, are they going to do it with, like, gameplay or, you know, some type of, like, uh, cutscene stuff, like, showing, showing, uh, like, like, like a gameplay trailer of just hot cuts of yeah. sailing and doing these things. They're going to sing over that. Again, it's cool to have the live performance for the audience there. You introduce it with the live performance, then you cut to the gameplay for people at home, and then you go, again, picture and picture back to the live band type of thing. And no, 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 they're just sing. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they sang well. It was, a good, it was like a good performance by them, but the fuck you doing, Ubisoft? You don't need to have that there. Uh, then we reached the Crew Motorfest. With a new trailer, Ubisoft showed a bit of the Crew Motorfest, the future of the franchise, that will be a, quote, celebration for car lovers. Hey, it's going to be released on September 14th. We're going to Hawaii to do some Japan street racing style, some other stuff. And the cool thing, though, you do get to copy your cars over from, like, Crew 2 and stuff. So stuff you've customized, you get to bring it with you. That is cool. I kind of zoned out for this because... We're we've not written crew the people crew, anymore. We've written the crew off, but then I was getting tidbits, and I was like, oh, maybe they, maybe, maybe they're doing, you know, maybe they're coming back. Uh-huh. We'll see. Those French are up to something. Then we get to Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Ubisoft presented its Assassin's Creed title for VR Nexus, which will be exclusive to the Meta Quest Two, and will put us in the shoes of three characters from the franchise: Cassandra, Connor, and Ezio. No release date. Then we hit codename G. <laughs> Can I just say something about Nexus? Yep. Real quick. I don't think an Assassin's Creed VR game is a good idea. I agree. Unless you want vomit everywhere. I think the first thing that you do in the in VR should be a leap of faith. Can you imagine doing a leap the of faith f- in VR? If you can't do the first leap of faith, you don't play the rest of the game. I just think it's a bad idea. And what did they start the Assassin's Creed games off with? Climb up and jump. Yeah, you leap of faith. You go, and you land. Except you got to do a kind of weird front flip over that. Yeah. It was like the weird like bird dive and then flip. and Yeah. You land in a stack of hay, which clearly you'd fucking die from if you did in real life. But Anyways. do it in the game. Yeah. Have the person drop off the top of the Space Needle or something. I saw the free running when they were doing... He was jumping from like a, you know, he was free running, jumping from like a pole to like some, I was just like, no. Yeah. There's no way this would, there's no way that this is going to be enjoyable for someone. You would need to have like, it would have to be running over, it would have to be running like 120 frames per second at least. Oh yeah, minimum. You you <laughs> have to make it close to dis, not discernible between reality and, and VR. But still, let me leap a faith off the top of the tallest tower in the land, and yeah. I'll vomit, and we'll be fine. We'll run. Right. I just want to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Assassin's Creed, codename Jade. The mobile title, Go to China. There you go. Uh, we got a gameplay walkthrough of Assassin's Creed Mirage, and again, it looks good, which means I'm scared. But it's in the timetable that I like them to make Assassin's Creed games every two years. Yes. I'm... So I I feel the same way about the next two we're going to talk about Mirage and the the Star Wars game. Mirage, I'm like, it looks good. I think it's not going to do well because I think people are not going to like we we will be happy. Yeah, we know what it is going into it. And we're like, yes, 
return to return to your but basics. People, people aren't going to pay attention to the downscale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a burden of knowledge, man. It is. Why be right when wrong answer get rage? So then we move on to Star Wars Outlaws. Ubisoft's massive entertainment uh, Star Wars game that was shown during Xbox and then in detail here of some gameplay stuff. And uh, you know what? I Two things. Apparently the way to sell Star Wars now is to give yourself a little critter that you can market. Toys. Whether that's Baby Yoda. Toys. This fucking rabbit looking thing. <laughs> I don't think this is an Ubisoft game. It depends on what you mean. It looks too good. So, I agree. But let me remind you, it's massive. I know. That's massive. Why. Who, when Division 1 dropped, you wouldn't have gone, that's an Ubisoft title. Yeah. Division two, you'd start going. Man, it's a little bit more Ubisoft. Yeah, that's the only. That's the only thing that's like. All right, it's massive. So maybe, maybe it's massive. It's running in Snowdrop. It's a good engine. They're a very good studio, and I think that there's probably enough of the Star Wars people going. You're not allowed to Ubisoft this up. We're not doing Riders Republic Star Wars story. We're not getting speeders running down a mountain doing backflips on them. That's just not happening. Stop making everything look the same. Did uh did you watch the did you watch the Star Wars thing? Yeah, that one yeah. I did watch, yeah. I it does look too good to be true. To it me. does. <clears throat> I'm thrilled about it. But where there's it, smoke. Yeah, I I'm thrilled about it. Wildfire. <laughs> and I yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that it is fantastic. It looks really good. Um I'm I needed to compete with Jedi Survivor. I'm like, into at like it a, at like a minimum. Yes. I'm interested because of that. It's not Jedi survivor. You know, I'm sick. I think it'll be better. I'm sick of, I, this is, I, this is more the Andor to our, to our Obi-Wan show. And I'm into that. Give me, give it to me. Put it in my face. That's what I've been saying. Give me end war. All right. It's not a coincidence, Matt. End war, Andor, they sound so close. <laughs> When you really think about it. <laughs> they, I mean, in all honesty, they should. Oh, no, I know. Especially because when we get to the Xbox showcase here in a second, how many RTSs were announced? Was there any? Like four, I think. Four? Between this and Summer Games Fest and some other stuff, like there were a lot of RTSs announced. So, yeah. End War. Let me be Terran Zoo or whatever the fuck the guy's name was. No. Terran... Not Zoo. That's a fucking... Wow character. Terran Card. Terran Card. Zoo is a wow character. Mm. He's a panda. I was trying to... It took me a while to get there. I, I, was, I was stuck on Sun, but that was the name. There was some... Sun was in the, the name of the uh, pirate group that he was a part of. Yeah. It's a yellow expansion box. There you go. I have it upstairs. Anyway, guess we're on to Xbox. We are. That was the big one. It was the big one. It was. It was a banger. Um, so they kicked it off with Fable. 
And I appreciated that it was a little play in perspective. I like that. The large play in perspective. Yes. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, and it had... Uh... The moment I heard Richard Iowati's voice... Thank you. I got you. I was like, there's... What the fuck is Richard doing here? What's and this? then it's actually him, not just the voice. And I was like, I'm in and I don't give a fuck what the rest of the game is. <laughs> I'm like, it you, was... you have marketed me correctly. I mean, objectively, would it have been nice to see actual gameplay? Yes. 100%. Uh, given that it's been a while. But it was definitely a lovely way to bust onto the scene and make your presence known. It was a fun, fun little teaser trailer. Playground doing their thing. Yep. I'll be intrigued to see what we actually get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big one, is I'm curious to see what it actually plays like. And, and with, how... Where with it, Fable alone, they basically equal Sony. Yes. Out the gate, they went, okay, we're on the par with Sony. Let's see what else we do. Yep. <laughs> that's how that's how like weirdly level all the conferences. It, and it, I'll say right off the bat, there wasn't a game that I saw that I that I thought looked bad. And I will say this, oh, from the Sony showcase to the Capcom showcase, like that time period of like two weeks... It it technically was just a rather mid off. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't anything where anybody's like blowing up and calling home for of like, oh my god, you wouldn't believe they announced uh, uh, Xbox Two or anything like there. You know, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing crazy like that. But when you compare them against each other, Xbox and Summer Games Fest stand out. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, next up was South of Midnight, which it looks like some sort of Southern fantasy. Um, from Compulsion Games, who did We Happy Few. Uh, it was... I don't know what the game is going to be. There were a lot of people... This was the, like the second or third time by this point we had saw it. Where we're just getting old dude plays guitar and tells story. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Is this a motif? Is this like the thing of how we tell stories now? Yeah. Of course. But also, I was intrigued because I'm, I'm just yeah. like... Okay. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? You gonna mess with my head a little bit? We're gonna do spooky ghost swamp punt land time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm in. Hey, uh, and spoiler alert: almost all of this shit is day one on Game Pass. Yeah, like eighty was... percent of this conference is day one on Game Pass. Yeah, that was that was f- enjoyable to get hit with that. Uh... So you want to know what I don't get paid to say? Game, Game Pass, Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Um, I do, I will say I appreciate their way of doing conferences where it's like, they very much just show you the games so, and they hit you with that splash screen every time, just like banging at home. We, game, game pass. Game we pass, talked game about pass. it like as it happened, or maybe it was last week. No, it was as it happened when it was, when we were watching Microsoft. And then I was talking about it at work today with some people and I was like, Mike Keeley has now listened or is good at listening to feedback over the last three three to four years of doing shows where he's iterated each time on both his award show and summer games fest of making it better and taking feedback and making the little tweaks he needs to make. The same thing happened to Xbox when E3 was dying and they started doing all that weird stuff and people were like, no, no, you guys need to tighten this up and just make a quick here world premiere trailer. Day one on game pass world premiere trailer. Day one on game pass console exclusive trailer premiere. But, but like just just hit with everything 
introduce the conference, let everything play, fill, wrap it all up, put a bow on it, send us out. Yep. That, those are the only two times people talked. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. And it was just great. Mm-hmm. It. it was fantastic. Into my veins. It was good shit. Um, the Xbox Game Showcase happened before Ubisoft. Um, so that was where the reveal for Star Wars Outlaws happened. And it was, you know, they, they did a reveal. They said it was the 2024 release date. And that was about it. Yep. Uh, and then Thunder Lotus, um, the team behind Spiritfarer, was there uh, with 33 Immortals, I believe it was called. Yes. Top-down action game, which is another 2024 game. It was wild because they're, they're just like, yeah, you're going to have 33-player co-op. And I was like, I don't. Yeah. That's such a weird number. <laughs> it is a weird number. But it looked like just craziness happening the entire time. It did. It looked it looked like it, it would be fun. Probably I'll never play it, but it's there. Might play it. Payday 3 is set for September 21st. Um, was that day? That was day one on Game Pass 2, I think. I believe so. <clears throat> and then Persona 3 Reload was announced. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not Persona people. But not yeah. our thing. Persona. Obsidian hit us with Avowed and showed a little bit of uh, what Avowed has turned into, I'll say. Yeah, it's definitely taken changes since we've seen it before. Um, I think there was an interview at some point where they basically said they had originally intended for Avowed to be their Skyrim. And then they were like, wait a second, we don't. That's not what we do. Yeah. And they basically... I actually wrote we, some something down about a foul, so I'll say it now. Basically, fucking Wakanda. We, we don't do that here. Yeah. Um, Wait for my document to reload, because I use an old device that needs to reload everything, because it can't keep anything stored in memory. Um, Avowed is similar to Outer Worlds or Kodor 2 in terms of size. I like they and call it's, it quarter or two. Well, Obsidian. I know, but it's just funny. It's funny to th- remember that they did that. Yeah. And is open zone, not open world. Which I kind of get behind. Yeah. Technically, technically, outer world is open zone as well. Yeah. If you think about it that way. It, uh, yeah. I'm fine with that. Then we got Rare and Lucasfilm teaming up for a Sea of Thieves, cr- sea of Thieves crossover into Monkey Island. Free on July twentieth. So I think it's kind of I don't know. I mean, I'm I feel like just based on what we constantly see them doing updates, that I, I would imagine see if these has to be pretty, its player base has to be decent to keep doing all this stuff. Yeah, and it's gotta gotta have a decent amount of content now too. Yeah, at this point, it's got seven years of updates. Oh my god, it's that old. Oh my god. <laughs> When you think about it. <laughs> uh, then we go to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Listen to this. You want to talk about getting contact. You're getting search and rescue. Skydiving transport. Industrial transport. And oh, well, the guy only wrote and more. Uh, air racing. Air racing was in there. Uh, there was. Stunt stuff was in there. Wildfire stuff was in there. Oh, yeah. The wildfire way up. 
fit, which was like perfect timing. Uh, there, were, there were every service you could do. They had the giant thing. They had a plane inside a plane. They you did. Were, you were delivering a plane. There was a plane inside the giant Airbus plane. Yeah. What the fuck? That's... Microsoft's going so hard right now. Massive update coming 2024. I did not expect them to support Flight Simulator this much. Like, more than just a normal, like, it's a flight sim, whatever it's there. Yeah, because that's always what, you know, oh, we made a flight sim. There it is. is. Have fun. They're just, like, constant. And then there's the Dune thing. Yeah, and Dune Firefly vehicle coming to Flight Sim 2. So, uh, yeah, deliver Spice or whatever. Spice Run. Castle Run. Six different universes right there. Yeah. Wait till they put the Millennium Falcon in. You could race. They 100% will do that. If they get the ability to do it, they will put full Star Wars packaging inside a flight sim. That would be pretty cool. I'd fly a TIE fighter. I'd crash a TIE fighter. I'd fly a Y-Wing just to be weird. I wouldn't be able to take off. I'd fly a Y-Wing just, just to be weird. B-Wing. Oh, now you're just now you're just being awkward. <laughs> Imperial <laughs> Shuttle. Okay. To assert my dominance on the galaxy. All right. All right. Star Destroyer, because I'm slow as shit. <laughs> I'm going to try to start trying to turn a Star Destroyer around in the Suez Canal. A Z-95 Headhunter, because I'm a hipster. All right, God damn it, now you got me. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm a hipster, and I like r- retro Star Wars fighter planes. A-Wings only. A-Wings. There was an A-Wing in uh, Star Wars Outlaw. There was. You're right about that. Ninja Theory has a new update on Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. I, isn't that, shouldn't that be Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga? Whatever, it better. No, they changed it. Oh, they flipped it around. They did. Fucking God, people got to get this naming shit correct. Uh, so, hey, pretty uh, pretty graphics, weird, like, water thing. Yeah, that was kind of a weird mindfuck, and then also the whole 2024 thing I was kind of irritated by because I feel like it's been... A while, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it could. It, it could have definitely has been a while. I I'm assuming they hit some bumps and whatever. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think they were because they released. They announced uh, that, Hellblade Two. That's also true. And then they've they released stuff in between. So but they also announced Hellblade Two so fast after one. Mm-hmm. Like relative to when you would think that a sequel would actually be close to be ready. Yeah. Again, the whole, they did the, the whole six-year cycle thing. Stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, oh, hell yeah. It's Ryuga Gotoko's time on the showcase. And we've got the shining behind. Oh, yeah. The shining behind. That's right. He was naked. He was naked. Ichiban Kasuga here. Like a dragon, infinite wealth looks pretty wild. And it's... I'm just moist. Moist. Moister, Moister than, than an oyster. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Uh, second Yakuza game in, in two days at that point. Yep. I'm currently th- going through... Uh, I I through the streamer known as Ray Narvaez Jr. Mm-hmm. Watched all of them. Zero through six. Kiwami's Judgments. So you got the whole story. The zombie one. So I have all of that. I watched him also play Like a Dragon. Ishin and... Uh, like a dragon, dragon like a dragon. I can't remember what the subtitle is on the first like a dragon. Um, but now I'm playing the like a dragon mm-hmm. 
for myself, and I've, I'm just like, ah, it's like, it's like, it's, com- good? it's like soul food, comfort food. Even though I know, like, I remember the story. It's been a while. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I just kind of like, I just kind of vibe. It's good. It's a good time. I'm, I'm happy. I'm doing it. And so now that these two are coming out, I'm like, I appreciate that they're striking while the iron's hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like, oh, you know, people are getting into this right now. All right, here's two of them. And it's weird because they've been out for years. Obviously, yeah. like going back, there's so many uh, Yakuza games. But then these, it's just getting, like the popularity is the weirdest. It's probably the weirdest chart I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. It's got to be up, 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 peak valley, peak valley, peak valley, peak valley, peak valley, up higher than it's ever been. Yep. Um. Next up, they hit us with the Fallout 76 for Atlantic City update. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised they're still updating this. So am I, but I think it's just because they're not ready to make a new Fallout while waiting for Space Fallout to come out. And then they're going to do Elder Scrolls, and then they're going to do Fallout if they actually do it again. So do you think the plan is to release Starfield, get goodwill of it, of the assumption of it being good, and then be like, ah, by the way, we're done developing for Fallout 76? A little bit. I... I I think they'll probably the amount of content will slow down. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate the song; it was a very Fallout like yeah. trailer. Mm-hmm. It was a very Fallout trailer, which which annoyed me. It's like, yeah, it was. It was gonna say that it's a it's a double edged sword. It's like, man, that's so Fallout. Why has it got to be seventy six? Yeah, and not just a good Fallout. Because when we get there, but like how good Starfield looked, like visually and everything, I'm like, can you please do that to Fallout? They're hyping up. I've noticed, like, Microsoft's going hard on Starfield. Oh, yeah. I As mean, they, they should. They have to after Redfall, too. They need a bottom line number. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, And then the Capcom premiered their, uh, whatever the fuck it's called, Path of Goddess, Flower Samurai. Kunitsu Gami, Path of the Goddess. <laughs> Looks fun. I don't know. The Forza team showing off some cars and Forza Motorsports which is coming out October 10th. There's a lot of stuff happening between September and November. Yes. There's a lot of games. Yes. And then there's also and a lot of games that are coming in 2024. So the funny thing is there's a lot of games that are coming in 2024, but the the October to November thing, a lot of the games I'm looking at are minimal delay chances, which is also kind of impressive. It is. Well, because some of them have been delayed into yeah, that just, window. I was going to say, wait a second. But like, their minimal delay chance leaving this year. Yep. I still not sure. Forts is showing off a Cadillac. What? I'm not sure like what the deal is with motorsport. I I'm trying to figure out if they're, I'm trying to get a read on if they are sticking with the current uh, status quo of Forza motorsports, or if they're trying to go a little bit more sim. Well, motorsport has always been the the yeah. sim. Yeah, but it's not like sim sim. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I think it's going to be damningly close. Okay, I think they're going to try to get as close as they can while being console friendly. That's what I was wondering if they were going to try to lean into it more or I think they are. or not. I think one hundred percent they are because I think they see the opportunity to have the same way that like Gran Turismo does and kind of a set of course it does. Mm-hmm. But all of them have the ability to have a high fidelity racing circuit that doesn't look like dog shit like all the other ones do. That yeah. do the supposedly do the physics and circuits really well. 
but they have the you know the better graphics and if mm. they can get closer to the yeah the popularity and uh customization and stuff like that then yeah they should yeah. be right there especially with uh gt7 kind of leaning into that as well yeah and that's you're supposed to be your director competitor so yeah uh, Elder Scrolls Online had... This will also be the first time that like, a big Forza like that's going to be on PC, too. That's true. This, that's why I'm curious. So I think I think that's what... I think you push the gas. Gassing them up. Gas, gas, gas. Room, room. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online... Gas <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online had had its update. Was it Necron? Necron? Yes, that's what we're on? Okay. Yeah. Another Elder Scrolls Online update. Yeah. Jesus, that game. Too much. A lot, of, lot of updates. Still pretty. It's still very popular though. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch two made an appearance. Yeah, whatever. Which you know, whatever. More. Whatever. Yep. No. Yeah. We, we already talked about it. So. Uh, and then we were back into Persona. Persona Five Tactica. Which, uh, you know, more Persona 5. It's November tactics. 17th. Using the Persona 5 cast. So, like, yeah. No shit. Yep. And then they showed a little bit of Starfield. A wee bit. Do we want to talk about it now or revisit it at afterwards? We can talk about it now. Um, there was also the Starfield Direct immediately afterwards. Um, and then... Uh, Todd Howard did a pretty lengthy interview with uh, IGN. Yeah. Um, the Starfield. If you're curious about Starfield, you should watch the extended showcase. Yes, I think that tells you a lot of things about the game and the fact that there is a person on the team that steals sandwiches and just puts them in their ship. Yep. Which I find is like actually a very yep. important point. And then the weapons, uh, lead weapon designer, uh, just likes punching, punching everything, people, which is concerning but yep. entertaining. <laughs> um, the if you haven't seen the Gundam or the Optimus Prime spaceship, that was a great one. Yeah, spaceship designer. Um, there's a few things I wanted to pull out and make mention of. Um, Thirty frames per second capped. On console. On console. As uh, a design choice, they said. Yeah, which I'm going to... I'll just jump right into it. Digital Foundry did some pixel counting. As as Digital Foundry does. Exactly. And they found that Starfield's native resolution is running at 1296 and upscaling okay. to 4K. So... 30 FPS being a design choice, okay. Probably not. Probably like, that's the best we can do and have it be reliable. So let's stick with that. Which, which for is a, fine. For, for Bethesda, you kind of need that. Yeah. Which is a hunt, which is totally fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, But Phil Spencer and good old Matt Booty. Give me that booty. <laughs> Which Matt Booty is that head of Xbox Studios? We're never working for Microsoft. Yeah, hell no. Who's my boss? Oh, you got to see Matt Booty. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Booty? Yeah, just, just across the cafe, Booty. Hey. <laughs> All right, you're fired. Why? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, 
Anyways, they said that before the acquisition of Bethesda, Starfield was intended to launch sooner than even the November 11, 2022 uh, launch day that was obviously delayed. It's interesting. It is. Because what did you do for two years then? Well, did you get your, did you do what you, I have said you rumoredly did that you didn't do to Redfall and you immediately went hands in and went, stop that. Yes. They did say, they kind of in, in a more diplomatic way basically walked in and said, no, you, you take as much time as you need and basically force it upon them, which I'll mention it real quick here. Uh, Phil Spencer said that Starfield currently has less bugs than any previous Bethesda game at launch. And that at one point, every Xbox QA tester in the entire company was playing Starfield. That's pretty, that's, I mean, what, how many are, how many are there? Five? Like, but, <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do appreciate them doing that. I also like you saying in a more diplomatic way, they said that because let's be honest, there's not a bone in me that's diplomatic when I need something done. But, or if I was ever to take over a multi-trillion dollar company, the, <laughs> there's no room for diplomacy here. I need you to not fuck this up. <laughs> that's basically like, if you read between the lines, that's like how it was worded too. It's basically like, no, you're not fucking this one up. I, like, just, I just picture Phil in his sweet blazer with weird reference t-shirt kicking in a double wide door. The door slams open like a saloon door, and he's just walking in, and it's just Todd Howard in the office, and he goes, name me your next three games. And he's like, ah, uh, Deathloop, Redfall, uh, Starfield. Okay. When are you releasing them? We're buying you, we're buying you in like two hours. When are you releasing these games? Uh, Deathloop's set for everything in like a couple months. Redfall... Uh, kind of the same time frame, maybe a little bit later. Uh, Starfield, uh, like next month, <laughs> and you just see the red robot eyes of Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer just walks up and slaps that out. All he sees is money flying out into a flaming inferno. And going, okay, we're gonna change something real quick, and you're gonna fix this because I'm gonna tell you what's not coming out in a month. Starfield. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not coming out in two years. Starfield. <laughs> Because I don't give a fuck about these other two. I'll send them to die. But I need this one to succeed. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm... Cole's starting to get thrown on the hype train. You know, thrown in the hype train boiler. With them specifically calling out bugs, bug fixes and like with them specifically identifying known Bethesda problems. Yeah. I'm like getting real, like suspicious here. Like, you guys just read and read it. You guys know what the fuck you're talking about. You gotta stop that. Yeah. So that's this podcast thing. Yeah. We tell you what you're supposed to do. You don't beat us to that. Why'd you hire? What else was there? Oh, during this interview, I, what were, I'm trying to remember some of the shit that they asked them. Um, they asked Todd Howard about uh, if he was worried about people not playing the main story, and he said, "I looked at uh, we look at games as our job as developing games is we're presenting uh, the player with the menu. We're not telling them what they what they should have. We're just telling them their options, showing them their options." Um, what else did he say? Anything important? Um, have you seen my sweet watch? 
And then he, he held it up and just no. stared at them. Oh, yeah, that fucking thing. <laughs> and then... Uh, it comes in a lunchbox. <laughs> it does come in a fucking lunchbox. <laughs> I mean, that was about it. They talked a little bit about next Fallout, next Elder Scrolls. But who cares? Yeah, and how he'll be lucky if he makes it to the next Elder Scrolls. Yeah, they did mention that. <laughs> he basically yep. is like, I might die when it happens. Yeah, and... he's like, I'm, I'm, not getting any, uh, I'm not getting any younger. And meanwhile, you and I are looking at him going, did he get younger? <laughs> he really did look younger. He looked de-aged. Harrison Ford, is that you? <laughs> uh, all right, so let's uh, let's keep going down the list here. We got Jusant. Seems like a climbing-focused game. So you want to rappel all over the place? Go for it. Sure. I believe that was the one that had like the the little dude in the backpack. That then he was climbing up the wall and it was like spawning handholds for him. Oh yeah, okay. And he's going up like that rock face and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a weird one. And then we hit uh the Chinese room with some new horror with Still Wakes the Deep. Coming in twenty twenty four. Is that the one that had the subnautica vibes? No, that's this is the oil rig one. Oh, oil rig. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I don't want to be trapped on an oil rig with uh, giant monsters. Yeah, that's a good fucking setting. That's a great setting. Fuck that. <laughs> it's a great setting. That's a great I'm, setting. Fuck you. It's a great setting. I'm not playing that game. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got Dungeons of Hinterberg. Game coming in twenty twenty four. I don't remember that one either. If this is the one I think it is, I'm going to get a quick image real quick. But I believe I am actually in on this. I just need to verify if this is the one I think it is. Paste. Paste, you mother trucker. This is the one. I am intrigued in this one. Because this is the one where the person was... uh, It was... This. Does this help you? No. That was just a blue screen. I don't remember this. Okay, so the whole thing was that you went through this, like, mirror, not mirror, like, mesh type orb thing uh, that puts you into these magical dungeons full of monsters and alpine mythical creatures. It's an action RPG set around the tourist hotspot in the Austrian Alps. You got a sword and a tourist guide. Explore, kill. Okay. I remember this chick. And so I was like, I'm kind of actually intrigued for. It's pretty cool. For it's pretty too. neat. It looked, it looked like it would be fun. Uh, so that'll be in 2024. We'll take a look at that again. Keanu Reeves showed up on the stage. And Back was, again? And he was very Keanu. He was very Keanu. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 getting the Phantom Liberty expansion. Taking V into Dogtown to help the president of the new USA. Hey, and Idris Help was in the game. Really pushing that. Play the expansion. September 26th. City Skylines 2, October 24th. And Matt, let me tell you. That's that game I'm in on. I think we're both playing the game because you know what? A couple things. One, looks amazing. Yeah. Looks really fun in a weird like way. Mm-hmm. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. 
Everyone should play City Skyline. Have you heard of a $5 game before? That's a award-winning, soon to be TM, award-winning game? City Skylines, too. Yep. I'm in. I'm there. Then we're going to reach more Persona. <laughs> well. Persona-style game. <laughs> Persona-adjacent. Called a Metaphor Refantasio. And uh, take a guess who, which one of us is going to play that. You're right. None of us. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great for uh, someone else. I'm going to leave the last three to you. All right. Towerborn was up next. Defending humanity from the monsters. Coming in 2024. I don't remember that one. I don't know why. In, Ex- in Exile was up after that with Clockwork Revolution. That was the Bioshock one, wasn't it? Towerborn was the one. Hold on, sorry. Towerborn was, was the one that there was, it was just the tower in like a almost Minecraft openness of a world, and you jumped into different locales to do the fighting and get back to the tower. Mm-hmm. The, basically, everybody lived in the tower. Okay. Clockwork Revolution. What was that? The that was the Bioshock Infinite looking almost exactly looking one. Yeah, People, it's gotten a lot of flack for that. The producer of the Infinite trailer put side-by-side shots up, and you're like, oh, oh boy, that's like 30 shots. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't know it was that bad. It's a lot. But that's it's exactly what did you and I immediately say. That's Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. yeah. But also... If that's the case, I'm still very intrigued. Yeah, especially it it's good Game Pass. I'm assuming. Yes. So because it's an Xbox Studio, mm-hmm. but it still looked good. I'm excited. Game Pass. Uh, Phil Spencer made an appearance to announce the one terabyte, uh, one terabyte SSD uh, Series S in black. Because everyone carbon in black. black, carbon black. I'm sorry. For three fifty, three fifty. Goddamn Paleolithic monster needs an Xbox Series X. <laughs> coming, coming <laughs> September first. Locked ass monster. Uh, and I'll throw it in now that um, in an interview, Phil Spencer said that uh, most likely they will not be doing a mid-cycle refresh on the Xbox Series consoles, which is interesting. Yes, but makes sense. When they're pushing Xbox, uh, when they're pushing cl- the cloud, because I feel like Xbox is like, you know what, we're not going to compete with consoles anymore. We're just going to do the bare minimum. Go play everything on the cloud. That's true. It does make sense when you think about it. Yeah, but also, <laughs> three fifty one terabyte SSD Series S. It's a good entry point. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's not a weird handheld thing. It's not had earbuds, which are probably going to be the same price because they didn't announce those yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that handheld thing's three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> that, but that's what I mean, like that handheld thing happens, and they're just like, you just get this whole console for like, yeah, you just do that. Yeah, and you know it'll be on sale if in like fucking six months or something. Oh, the holiday cut will probably be fifty bucks for the one terabyte bottle. Um, then they had the Starfield Direct. I don't know if you want to go into There's the nothing. details. There's nothing. I skimmed through it really quick. It's, it's just more of like, it goes back to what I said. If, if you are curious about Starfield, watch the Direct. Yeah. If you're not curious about Starfield, watch the Direct. I'm a little concerned about Starfield. Um, We've just always because, been concerned about Starfield. 
Well, the similarities between No Man's Sky and how No Man's Sky faltered with, you know, them being like but, a thousand planets and all so, that. So here's here's the the thing I'll 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 try to temper your expectations because I get that. You're not wrong. There's two things though. One, No Man's Sky added multiple zeros onto that number of thousands. I believe they were in the ten million or yeah, something it was, range it was, it was because lot. they were just AI generating them. Yeah. Also, it looks like No Man's Sky now because No Man's Sky has had seven years. Oh, I know of like dev. Mm-hmm. Where if this is how No Man's Sky launched, the Thousand Planets thing wouldn't even be a problem. Yeah. The other problem is this also actually has people and like a story and a thing where No Man's Sky thing was just get to the center of a like there was nothing. It was Minecraft in space. Yep. This has at least like Fallout in space. Yep. Which if again No Man's Sky in 2015 had the premise of Fallout in space, I'd be more intrigued. It'll be interesting to see. And apparently there's the it looks like there's settlements in it as well that you can start up. So I'm like, all right, here we go. We like Yeah, it looks like you can start up settlements and you can place people in those settlements, which boosts this how like that settlement functions. The other thing that I I think with the thousand thing, and I'd I'd have to listen back to what they said during the showcase, but it almost sounded like they said the planets might be resource heavy or might not. So like you might get to one that's named the same thing, but it's not resource heavy where I can get to that same planet and it's resource heavy in my save. I, what I they said made it sound like, like Oh, there's barren planets, but they're there for resources. There, that's there were those, but then I thought it was like, you could end up with different resources on the same rock. Oh, so I like that. I would find the same rock that is really high in whatever. And then you're really high in gold, and then you'd be able to land on the same rock, but find that it was high in like silver, mm-hmm. which makes sense because then you could at least eliminate people trying to like speed farm everything. Like, hey, here's the guide: fly here, fly here, fly here. Do this, do this, do this. Boom, done. Eventually, that will still happen because you'll still just say like, you need X amount, find planets with this type of thing. But yeah. You you remove the genuine exploration part of it. Yeah, I'm curious. Like I'm I'm having like conflicting feelings because they said like uh, part of like how they developed it was the planets are procedurally generated, but then they have hand drawn assets for you know whatever they need like a cave or or a settlement or something like that. Yeah, and it gets integrated in. So I heard that, and this was before. Phil Spencer and Matt Booty had said, like, you know, we spent this a long time QA. And I was like, oh, no, that sounds like a nightmare for a Bethesda game. But then they were like, we bug tested it. Yeah, because, I mean, really, it makes sense. If you build the model correctly, then your model is essentially generate this with whatever resources you want. And then we're going to say, like, you should, in this type of resource environment, pull in two caves and we've yeah. taken the time to hand draw these caves so just however you place them blah blah, blah and like stuff like that yeah um but also i could just lose myself in creating ships for days because you can have a fleet so and you can steal other people. other people's yep. ships well board other them. npc ships yeah board them and take their shit I'm gonna board so many ships. You might never see a planet. I'm gonna be a fucking pirate. You myself. might never. See, yeah, I so say you might never have to worry about the thousands of planets thing. 
because you're just taking everybody's ship and flying it back down I'm, to your base. I'm going to have <laughs> a thousand one. ships that I've stolen. <laughs> gonna I'm going to have a ton of settlements that are just resource farming. I'm going to have an empire, you're gonna have a one, commerce empire. <laughs> you're going to have one entire galaxy that is just like 10 planets, three of them getting harvested, one that is a literal landing strip because it's covered in all the plant, all the ships you've stolen, and then another one that's just crew quarters. Yeah, well, one that'll just be like fast travel point. You know, like yeah, yeah. I'll pick up the ship over here, fly over, pick up the crew, and then we out. Yep. We got to go robbing. I need another planet. I need, I need another ship. I don't have enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There it all is. There it is. Xbox One, obviously, if we're picking a winner. Oh, yeah. I heard one and yep. thought number. Don't know what PlayStation has up their sleeve. I feel like they should have something. Spider-Man? I mean, it's, not up their, it's not up their sleeve. Yeah. There's nothing. The things they have up their sleeve are things that they didn't show, which is stuff like whatever The Last of Us is doing with the multiplayer slash th- part three. Oh, part three is not happening. Shut up. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima 2, whatever the Dream Studio is working on, whatever, uh, you know, there's there's a couple, there's like studios that we don't know what they're doing because they spent the entire showcase of theirs not talking about them. Yeah, and the ones that were big question marks we found out about and they were massively disappointed, like Jade Raymond's fucking game and Yeah, but like we don't know what Naughty Dog's doing. Yeah. Like technically we don't know what they're doing. Yeah. We know one thing they're doing. And rumors are that they have like multiple things going on. Right. So. Well, because they've absorbed eighty five studios. Yep. We saw Bungie's second thing. Mm-hmm. Another show. Marathon. So I, don't know. I feel like Sony is throwing shit at the wall with shooters, and they're going to be like, see, we can't compete with Call of Duty. Well, yeah, when you literally give us shit on a stick. What do you mean you don't? You want the chocolate cake and not this poo on a stick? I'm so confused. You don't, Mom, you don't I like, want chocolate not... cake. We have chocolate cake back home. It's my it's poo, poo on a stick. It's my, it's my shit. <laughs> it's my shit that I put in a baking pan. And I baked it. That's why the house smells terrible. You'll eat it and you'll like it. That's Sony. Vanilla flavored shit. (laughs) All right. Shit with corn sprinkles. Okay. It's been seven days and I need to get off this conversation because I'm going to vomit. What have you, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing. All right then. So it's been seven days and we will see you in another (laughs) seven days because all my stuff's the same. Yeah. Nothing. It's like a dragon's and we're already touched on it. So, Diablo. Diablo. Still Never rocking. Time. Going going good. New keyboard on order. New keyboard Keychron. Because my fancy old, my old keyboard. I thought I fixed this by the way. So I came home that night and I was just like there's no way. Something's just gotta be like stuck or something. So I popped keycaps off, clean out the board, put the keycap back on, and everything's working. I'm like, oh you gotta be kidding me. I already ordered the board and it's hard to you know what, screw it. It'll still be nice to have it here and I'll still replace it, whatever. Do you want me to try to fix it? I could solder a different switch in. And then I was I was 30 minutes into playing. Key disappeared again. And I was just like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not worried about it. All right. No, I'm not worried about fixing it because I would just... Is the... Uh, trash in it. 
is the new keyboard have hot swappable switches? Yes. <sighs> Possibilities are endless. Endless. But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll have fun with that. It'll yeah. be it should be here soon. But in the meantime, I have my backup keyboard plugged in, so always keep a spare. I don't keep a spare. I'm Yogi I live the Bear dangerously. telling you to always keep a spare. Yogi tell you that? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that'd be a weird thing for him to tell you. Spare so we don't basket? sleep with rabbits, but like Yogi's got to tell people things. I guess. Only you my, can prevent forest fires. My picnic basket, boo boo. Wrong, Yogi. There's a no. That's the right one. There's a whole. There's going to be like whole generation of that people don't, know, don't know. Yeah, don't know yeah. Yogi Bear or Boo Boo, the yep. Ranger. Hey Boo Boo. Hey Boo Boo. They're always after my picnic basket. <laughs> Wild. I don't know, Yog. I can't do boo boo. Yeah, no one can. Like Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's another one. Uh, yeah, I can't. I don't even know. I can I mean, like I think Rocky's pretty close to Yogi. Yeah, there there's a lot of similarities between the two. But Bullwinkles, there's always somebody. I can do Patrick. I can't do SpongeBob. Mr. Krabs is. Sometimes close. I like buddy. Like, all right, yeah, I got it. Is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> all right. I SpongeBob, man. I just don't. I don't know. It's after your time. And at that point, we will see you guys in seven days. Think of all your good SpongeBob memes. Goodbye.